the end of the world, or at least it feels like it. And not just now, we seem to be told to expect a new apocalypse every couple of years, from Mayan calendars to Y2K. But with so many to choose from, which type of apocalypse should we be preparing for? Well, come with us and let's take a little crash course in doomsdays. Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore the strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking things we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as, if robots gain sentience, would they kill all the animals too or just humanity? Could planet Earth get yeeted out of the solar system? And will aliens finally just kill us? I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. Let's get this hoke-poke-a-lips on the road. So this episode... We're all about apocalypses. Yeah. Doomsday. Ends of the world shit. Yeah. And that comes in a lot of different flavours, which anyone who's watched any disaster film will will be aware of. You've got supernatural endings, you've got man-made endings, natural endings, really anything you could want. Yeah. And I feel like this year is is relevant more than ever for um, this topic to come up. Oh, my God. I feel like we've been living through an apocalypse for... It feels like decades now. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that no, one. No, no, we're not going to be touching on that. But I think we figured, well, why not look into some of the things that people don't really talk about that could happen to us at any moment that we are in absolutely no control of. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's make people more anxious. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've all been living through a semi-apocalypse. So let's distract ourselves from this one and talk about the ones yep. that we haven't lived through yet. Yep. And let me say that, Apparently, like, there was a huge survey done and apparently people estimated that there is a 1 in 10 million chance of extinction in the next 50 years. That was the guess. Okay, 1 in 10 million is not high, but it's higher than I would like it to be. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I feel like it's, it's a separate discussion on its own. It's like, what is, like, that 1 in something something? Like, how do people even determine that? Well, statistics is, is insane. Like, it's just, just blah, blah, blah. Stat- I don't, statistics is a really hard topic to comprehend at the yeah. best of times. Yeah. But, I mean, luckily I'm we're going to be math, talking about so. very little science in this <laughs> episode. Yes. But because we, there are so many different types of apocalypses, we thought we could do quick fire rounds. Yep. We're going to time it five minutes on the clock, five minutes for each apocalypse, and hopefully that way we'll we'll sort of – crash through the core of both the natural apocalypses and the potentially man-made ones. And we'll get a nice little overview of yeah. doomsdays. So you can be prepared or just very, very scared. Yeah, or both, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you. Yeah. And I think you're going to start us off and, I, and I'm going to start the timer. Yeah, you can start the timer. I am going to start by talking about the drum roll. The super volcano eruption scenario. Oh, I love this. So one. this scenario, yes, this look. I, as I often go down rabbit holes, seems to be my thing. I just ended up looking at a, like fifty volcanoes that could kill us, <laughs> and haven't yet, <laughs> or at least kill the countries they're sitting on. Yeah, that are currently active throughout the world. The one because there are a lot, and there are there've been a lot of huge explosions in history as well. 
But one I did focus on was the huge volcano, the super volcano in Yellowstone in Yosemite National Park. I, there's, I've been a few films made about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, volcano films were like a quintessential part of my childhood. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like I grew up kind of expecting a super volcano eruption any day and that's never really left me. <laughs> it's like all in the back of my mind, like, hey, today yeah. we could all die. <laughs> yeah. Well... I've got some news for you. So the Yellowstone volcano has erupted three times in the past 2.1 million years. So that's once every 600,000 years. Okay. And the last time was 600,000 years ago. (gasps) So we're kind of technically due for one, though I'll put you at ease. It's not estimated until the next like a thousand years. Maybe two million. And, okay, if if it did, if that Yellowstone volcano is is that the end of the world? Yes. Like, so <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, no, no debate about that. <laughs> here's here's what you can expect should it erupt tomorrow. Unlikely, yeah. you know. There's that one in ten million, but but not impossible. So what will happen? is that there would be huge towers of ash that would be taller than Mount Everest that would be projected into the atmosphere. That would then turn into giant clouds of ash that would block the sun for decades. Decades. Decades of no sun. You'd be living in darkness, not poten- potentially not the entire world, but the whole of North America for sure. Okay. Nearby cities would be covered in a metre of ash. That's if you survived that. Probably unlikely because it's, like, toxic. And yeah. then that roll-on effect would be global temperatures would drop rapidly, so then all the plants and the crops would die. So the entire- And also I imagine yeah. the no sun would help with the plants dying too. Well, yeah, that's because the temperatures would drop from there being no sun. Oh, yeah, yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. yep. <laughs> I'm following. <laughs> you up, you up to speed now? Um <laughs> But the, I get it. The sun makes things hot. Yes. Yes. Um, that's the main thing from this. The sun makes things hot. That's your takeaway from the Hope <laughs> Poke Pod today, friends. <laughs> the interesting slash terrifying part of this is the entire world would run out of food in just over two months. Just because we're not growing any produce. That's just like how like, much we have stopped. That's a run on a f- runoff effect. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, okay. And this is the thing with volcanoes is that we we know that they happen and have devastating consequences because history is full of like terrible volcanoes like look at Pompeii yeah that was a city not an entire planet but that was yeah the end of it all everyone died yeah horrifically that's how fast it happens but I guess okay to also put you at ease they would be able to tell if it was close to erupting because there would be a lot of seismic activity there'd be a lot of earthquakes they'd be able to tell if there was a lot of help would it help? Yeah, like I if mean, they, if they if they go, hey, a volcano is going to erupt in a month. Like, would it help? Like, would it save us? I think a lot of people. Well, l- I mean, look at the situation we're in now. Like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, nah, it's not going to happen. Even when it's raining ash, nah, there's no volcano. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, true. There's always going to be people. 100%. They'd be like, this isn't with volcano. The government's getting in helicopters and dropping ash on top of us. <laughs> 100%. Exactly. That's what they'd say. There would be volcano conspiracies. That you're but right. anyway, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But um, that you, it would be almost impossible to evacuate an entire country. But when you think about the population size in North America, hmm. my goodness, like where – yeah, this just made me realise researching this how completely stuffed we would be 
if some huge event happened in one portion of the world because there's so many people, like how would you relocate that many people? Resources. Yeah, and like, like not just people but resources, like trade, economy. Oh, ding, 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 that's time. Oh, we okay. have to move on. Well, <laughs> can I just say? Now we are moving on to, yes, Can I go. just say quickly to finish that off? Yeah. There was a thought experiment conducted in 2015 by scientists with the idea that they could maybe cool the volcano down by drilling wells into it and putting water in it. However, they realized it I would take 16,000 years to do and oh, it might trigger an earth, an eruption in the meantime. Oh, I'm in for trying. What a nice idea. That's like some, you know, Acme, Wiley Coyote. Yeah. problem solving yeah i really appreciate that yeah that's they're good. thinking ahead but we're gonna go from an like a world covered in ash of from a volcano to a, a world covered in ash from nuclear war about man-made apocalypses you can't really get past nuclear war um, mutually assured destruction and it is sort of a thing that has been a present fear since we invented nukes. And what I think is very terrifying, a lot of people don't realize, is that we kind of have this idea of nuclear war was a big fear kind of coming out of the Cold War, 60s and 70s, and then we kind of learned that we could, you know, make peace with our nukes. Yeah. But it's, it's, according to experts, worse than ever, and that's kind of illuminated by the doomsday clock. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite sort of historical inventions Basically, a whole bunch of scientists got together during the Cold War and said, we're going to make a clock that shows, counts down to how close we are to nuclear destruction, to nuclear war that would end the world, because it it would, of course. Mm -hmm. And during kind of the whole time it's been active, so that's like, what, like 80 years or something now, the closest it ever got was during the like nuclear missile crisis in the 60s Mm. in which it was two minutes to midnight, which is now like a very famous phrase and saying about the Cold War, two minutes to midnight, because that's how close this clock got, right? And obviously once it gets to midnight, that's nuclear war. Yeah. And then so after that, we kind of signed a whole bunch of these nuclear like war treaties and people agreed to stop creating nuclear bombs and, you know, agreed not to use them. And so the clock was like wound back a little bit. I think the latest it got was six minutes to midnight. But in January of every year, they reassess. And in January of 2019, the clock got moved the closest it has ever been. So 100 seconds to midnight. And then last year, it didn't get moved back. They decided we hadn't sort of moved on adequately. But yeah, we have been living for the last two years, living closer to nuclear annihilation than we have ever. But- Wait, does this cl- what is what is this clock? Why is it there? Basically, to be like, hey guys, what the fuck's happening? Like, <laughs> we're always going to destroy the entire planet over war because these countries have this nuclear power that literally, at the press of a button, could annihilate n- and not just human life, what all life on the planet. Oh my god, I didn't know this. Yeah, like I knew. There were nuclear weapons, but I was like, I don't really know that much about explosions in general. I mean, the idea is that one nuke would not destroy the world, but if one country fired a nuke, the other countries would sort of be obliged to fire nukes back. It's this whole, Mm. like, mutually assured destruction is what the premise is called, where if you fire, you're going to get fired back, and then that would just lead to the apocalypse, the end of the world. But not just the end of the world, the end of everything, forever. I I feel like with the amount... Well, for a couple hundred thousand years. 
I feel like with the amount of insane things that could happen to us to end our existence, isn't it the biggest irony that we just like fight it out so much that we just exterminate ourselves by accident or on purpose, <laughs> really? Which like- is one of the things that is so insane about nuclear power. Like we know we can't ever use it without killing everyone. And yet people are still, these countries are still using them as dick measuring contests <laughs> and going, hey, we have nuclear like power, don't yeah. mess with us. And it's insane because it's, in some ways it's so funny because it is like so childishly, mm. obviously stupid. Yeah. And yet it is a very real and present threat that yeah. has never really gone away and in fact has only gotten worse. Wow. Like do, back to the stats, because you know how much I love stats, do they know? I do. That, do they know kind of what the likelihood is that things could end in nuclear war? Like it is a one in. Well, I, because it's not like a natural phenomenon like mm. volcanoes, I don't think they have those stats. It's more just dependent on how our political tensions mm. at the moment. And as we all know, wow. not great. Not great. <laughs> and it's not great amongst these countries that have nuclear capacity. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of at this point where, and that's the thing, it would be oppressive about them. It would be over in 24 hours. The world, the planets, well, not the planets, our earth, our plants, our animals, done. And uh, ding, 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 that's time. (laughs) Well done. That was a good one. Yeah, spooky. And I guess while we're on the topic of like debris (laughs) still, (laughs) we can move on. I guess projectiles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. We can move on to the next terrifying potential situation, which is asteroid impact. So with asteroid impact is an interesting one because... Obviously, we know it's the thing that wiped out the dinosaurs and the one that hit the dinosaurs, I think, actually, I'm not sure how wide that one was, but if an asteroid hit us that was like eight kilometers wide, done. Human extinction. That's really not that it's wide. It's not. Like just in, in compared to the size of the earth versus the size of that asteroid, that's like not that it's, big. Yeah. And even if it was one kilometre wide, there's a chance that civilization would be destroyed. Like humans would probably still exist, but civilization as we know it wouldn't. Like there would just be survivors kind of here and there. So what actually, I mean, I feel like I should know this because it's like what killed the dinosaurs, but what actually happens when an asteroid makes impact one that big? Like what, is it just, how does it fuck things up so bad? So- Obviously, it, like, burns up in the atmosphere and obviously gains, like, traction as it goes down and it's a big fiery ball of anger. And then it hits the ground, disintegrates Mm. completely on impact, and it just sends a huge ripple effect. So, tsunamis are a huge, like, apparently that would account for 70 to 80% of, like, people getting wiped out would be from giants and tsunamis, not to mention, like, the impact winter, which is similar to the volcanic ash which it would just it would send the world into like a nuclear winter which is just when the impact yeah. from it ends up covering like of, of the asteroid ends up covering like the atmosphere it's similar in some ways but also very different but yeah i think it's just when something hits it's something just that with, that with such ripple force effects, i guess yeah yeah i feel like it would just the sh- the shock wave of it like, and it's crazy because this has happened. Like, yeah. this has happened. Like, yeah. the, that's how the dinosaurs went. Yeah. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility at no. all. I've got 
some figures to go with it. Oh, so yeah, which uh, which will lead to my favorite segment of all time. <laughs> so astronomers estimate the risk of an asteroid of this size, yeah. so the one kilometer size, hitting Earth as it's, one. It better be less than a volcano because if it's less, if it's not less than a volcano, I'll freak. So they estimate that the risk of an asteroid of this size hitting Earth as one in 5,000 okay. per century. Just, yeah. You and had me so worried at first and then I was like, per century, I, I can deal with that, I guess. If you want to put it into perspective, that chance is higher than most people's chances of being in a plane crash, which what? is one in 5 million per flight. And this is where we get to my favourite segment, preposterous conundrums. I love this. Yeah. So, Erica, mm-hmm. what would you do or kind of I guess you'd have really bad luck if this happened. What would happen if you were on a plane and at that exact moment an asteroid hit the plane? What are the chances of that? <laughs> Wait, an asteroid hit the plane and then. Because if your chances. Well, I mean, I'd be, I feel like I'd be pretty instantly dead. You would be. So personally, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Would the plane hit, hitting, I doubt it, would the hitting of the plane maybe like stop the asteroid a little bit, <laughs> like slow it down, just a fraction. I think it probably would, although I'm not, probably not. too sure. Maybe you could ride the so asteroid down <laughs> to the Earth, right? Like it would just steamroll right through yeah. that plane. To yeah. be honest, if an asteroid is going to crash into the Earth and hit it, like it might as well hit a few planes on the way down. I actually don't think it'll make a difference. Um, I mean, it's got to hit something. It's going to hit leaves <laughs> yeah. or a mountain or a house or like it's got to hit something. Yeah. I don't know if a plane I would mean, make much difference. Yeah, but it would just it's it's kind of like I don't know. It completely changes your chances then. That's a goes from a one in five thousand. You just like you you may as well go buy some lottery tickets. That's all I'm saying. Like Okay, so you've had a one in five thousand and a one in okay, um, so what is it, if, one in five if million. I'm in an airplane and then world destroying asteroid hits my plane. And then hits the earth. Yep. My next course of action is to go buy some lottery tickets. Yep. <laughs> I, have, I have logic. You don't know. Just sole survivor. <laughs> just like waiting for the numbers if you called from somewhere. <laughs> exactly. But uh, ding, ding, ding. That's your oh, time. Oh, man. I was going to say. I know. I was going to say that uh, for perspective also, the Cupia belt that sits just beyond Neptune, has roughly 100,000 icy celestial bodies that are more than 50 miles in diameter. So if one of those came hurling towards us, yes, we'd be toast pretty much. And that's within our solar system. We'd be cold toast. Cold toast. We'd be cold toast. We'd just be crumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fucked. (laughs) Um, Another fucked way to die would be... robots (laughs) um (laughs) robots and Mm. artificial intelligence now this one i feel like is is kind of bridging on less likely Mm. than the previous options we've talked about yeah but it is certainly popular still scary artificial intelligence yeah everyone loves robots turning evil and rising up against their creators and and Mm. it's a scary concept because They'd be pretty much better at us than oh almost God. everything. They'd be better at making stuff. They'd be better at fighting. They'd be better at... There's literally nothing except for, like, love and friendship that robots would not be better at us then. And they'd probably be way more willing to kill us, I too. guess, yeah, I feel like they would have no mercy. Like, they don't really they'd have... They'd have no mercy. ...the same 
My goodness. So what would they do? How would they take over? Well, this is, there's lots of ways that in theoretically would start. I mean, obviously you look at like the Terminator system in which it's just one big piece of AI. I think you're like Alexa's, your series that eventually gains artificial intelligence and uses all of these like connections to people's networks and stuff to just go evil and then take over and then it's like turned itself into a okay now this is my theory and this is a little bit bananas Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. how do we know that these super like popular techo guys who are bad people how do we know people like elon musk are not actually artificial intelligence (laughs) you know what that's a really like how do we know he could be he could be a super advanced ai from the future just trying to get like time get traveling? all of this. I mean, don't even have to be from the future. He could just be like just the first of the generation. And he's trying to get all this tech or Mr. Amazon himself or Apple, all these big tech corporations. They're trying to get into our houses. <gasps> they're connecting to all our devices that don't need to be connected. You can get like smart fridges and anything. And then all they have to do is like, Bing, bing, like you need to pay us $30 in order to unlock your front door. Oh, my God. You know? Do you know, I actually, wow. Do you know what the, I think what the most damning evidence is here? Isn't he, didn't he call his his child XC11? He's called his child computer noises. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. 100%. That's pretty damning, I think. Computer child. And and so if AI is going to take over, it will be in this sense, mm-hmm. in that. So people are going to have medical procedures yeah. and you're going to, someone's going to need like a bionic arm and this yeah. other person's going to get like a pacemaker. Mm. Except suddenly it's, oh, pay $30 a month to keep <gasps> your pacemaker going. Oh, oh, if you want to be able to high five people, that's an extra $5 per your weekly subscription. And it's going to turn into this capitalist robot <laughs> artificial intelligence nightmare uh, in which there's no escape. And that, that to me is okay. I went from going. This is unrealistic. No, this sounds not quite this AI. sounds scarily like it uprising. could happen. We already how many like pay for services? This is the realist there? like apocalypse. where we have to we have to pay for everything. And yeah. oh, oh my gosh, you don't want to get Erica on a rant about capitalism, but she makes good points. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then eventually, <laughs> we're all just like logs into our little artificial mm-hmm. and artificial life boxes which we have to pay and then everyone's just like a living servant and the robots have effectively won because nobody can do anything everyone's so reliant on this technology that is run by i'm calling it artificial intelligent robots i'm scared because do you know what though subconsciously i think this is the reason why i've never gotten like an alexa or like the hey google thing nah. Because nah. or Apple Watches, Apple Watches freak me out so much. I, I just don't, don't think like them. Apple no. as a company needs our personal like medical information. No, <laughs> daily. And that just scares oh me. Oh my god! So much. I looked at like, and this this topic is it. Well, it knows how how long I sleep for, and if I wake up and I'm like in the middle of the night, I'm like, how does it know that? I went, if I'm not checking my phone, how does it know that I woke up at three a.m.? What? How does it know whether I'm walking or running? I'm like, I didn't, I literally didn't use an app yeah. to put this in. This, my phone, I accidentally opened the health app and it told me yeah. what I'd done. And I was like, see, this is why I don't trust technology to do my lights for me. So I guess this is not really <laughs> artificial intelligence robot uprising apocalypse so much as it is 
technology capitalist <laughs> hellscape, yes. which is very real and very, I think, a real... It's a slower apocalypse. It's a slower apocalypse in yeah. which we can uh, eventually figure out a way out of it, but I don't think it's off the table in terms of just as terrible as a volcanic eruption. Yeah. Oh, my God, it would be like... And there'd be, like, people that that are like living out in the forest just like no like phones or technology because yeah. that's like how they get you. Ding 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 that's that's the time. Ah. Oh, I liked that one. That was very very real. And I know we've we've touched on the kind of things that are already on earth slash around earth existential risks which yeah yep existential which risks which makes sense when we're talking about earthly apocalypses. Yeah, yeah. And it's really anything that can kill, like, an entire global population. But mm-hmm. we do want to get into some more space stuff, which is – and some space things that are a little bit more further away, not really, like, directly around uh, Earth. So not asteroids, but something further. We've done – that's true. Asteroids are further from Earth, all right? Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 something further than asteroids. We're going we're – going, they're not coming further. to us. They're doing their own thing off in space. No. Well – If we start off by looking at the sun, right, so direct sunlight only takes about eight minutes and 20 seconds to reach the earth. Yeah. Speed of light, baby. (laughs) We need the light. Yeah. You're learning. (laughs) (laughs) And the sun is hot and it gives us light. I see. I'm a fast learner. I'm so proud. (laughs) (laughs) The sun and any stars can go through different phases where they give off solar flares or they dim a bit. But there's something that's called a super flare Uh and it's like a stellar flicker and it's like a temporary brightening of the sun. Anyway, if this happened, it would wipe the whole earth out. Wait, have we not not had a big solar flare ever? I, I guess not. No. Well, what it would do is that it wouldn't like, you wouldn't be like, ah, it's so bright. Oh, I'm melting. Like it's more that it fries the ozone layer. So, like, suddenly we're exposed to UV rays, like, directly. So, would everyone just get skin cancer? Or would we just, would we die quicker than that? So, yeah, it would be slow. So, the direct exposure to the UV rays would kill a lot of the, um, what is it? It's like the bacteria and plankton in the ocean, which, like, destroys, which would be a domino effect and destroy the entire ecosystem of the ocean, which would, like, just... Yeah, eliminate. Yeah, that makes sense. Everything. It's funny how something so tiny like just has this huge ripple effect, which I feel like a lot of apocalypses start out like that. It's small. Yeah, exactly. So many of these apocalypses are a tiny decision. Someone just like one politician decides to press a button, you know, Mm. one little tremor beneath the earth. We've got a super volcano. One tiny little space germ. Gets onto someone's yep. spacesuit, and that's it. That's it. We're all done. <laughs> We're all done for. <laughs> oh dear God! But similarly, if it went the opposite way and the sun dimmed, that would send us into an ice age. Uh huh. So we're kind of at this beautiful equilibrium in which we shouldn't absolutely f- yeah. like mess around with. Yeah. We're at the complete mercy of the sun. Like, I mean, eventually when it dies, it's going to expand and swallow us. So, like, yeah, we won't have to worry about that right now. That's a long way away. Okay. But while I'm on this 
the space ones. Let's get to an even more ridiculous one, which is my favourite, which is rogue black holes. A rogue black hole. This black hole doesn't play by the rules. This one's a maverick. Yeah, I know. Because we all know that black holes are... um, you know, they're, they're uh, really they're polite. Squares, let's face it. They're they just sit there. I don't like you, black hole. This one, however. Mm. <laughs> but as we all know, I won't get into it too much, but obviously black holes pretty much consume any light, any matter in the universe. No one really knows what's hap- what happens to them, mm-hmm. but not even light can escape them. They're like the dementors of the universe pretty much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and there are 10 million black holes in our Milky Way, in our galaxy. Seems like a lot, doesn't so it? So it's, it's a bit terrifying because apparently if there was one heading towards us, we would actually have little way of knowing it because they're basically invisible. Yeah. You can only, like, the closer it got, they probably would be able to tell because, like, everything's warped around it. And what would happen is that it would probably disrupt the orbits of the planets. So suddenly our solar system's, like, all out of whack. And my favourite part, Erica, Mm -hmm. is if the black hole got even too close to the solar system, the Earth could get drawn into an elliptical path and then... Get ejected from the solar system into deep space. So we're just okay, flying. Wait, so we're not going to get sucked into the black hole. We're just going to get like ping ponged out of our solar system. Yeah. That doesn't sound very good for us. Yes, I assume that's no. not great for us. That's like because we need the sun and we need like orbits and and whatnot in complete darkness. We would we would be unless we get yeeted off into uh, like another, another galaxy. Impossible yeah. though. We'd, we'd have to be going at the speed of light or if we came across a wormhole. Yeah. Don't really know. Bad either way. And I feel like that's best case scenario If is that if it got too close, we'd just get like thrown away because the worst case would be is that we just kind of get sucked into the black hole and we all break down into atoms at the end. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this one's spending, like sending me into a major fucking spiral of like what even. But it, like if we're all atoms, aren't we all uh, us? Like <laughs> I don't I don't Like would it, we don't know, know what's in a black hole, right? So maybe we all go into a black hole and we turn into like. No one knows. You know, versions of a plant. Yeah. And we all live nice plant You know lives. what? Um, for you. I'm just going to say, yeah, Erica, that probably happens. <laughs> I would, go, we turn I would into rather plants. get sucked into a black hole than, like, ejected out of our solar system. Mm. I would feel so upset about that. Like, because that's, yeah. you know, like, that's our Jupiter. You know, that's our Pluto. <laughs> I don't want to be somewhere else. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that would feel like I would miss them. I'd miss our home. And we'd also be pretty much instantly dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> In death, I, I would feel miss like, our home. and I feel like this is a completely separate space topic. But Jupiter's got the biggest gravity; it holds a lot of our solar system together with the sun. So I feel like it might be one of the yeah. first to go. <laughs> but, uh, but you never know. Yeah, that's you true. never know. Oh, and, and well, that that's time, and it brings us to our very yes. last apocalypse of the evening, which is a, a fun one, and it's also mm-hmm. we're going to stay in yep. space Excellent. for this. And it's called interplanetary contamination, which is kind of a fancy way of just saying space diseases, mm. which with all of our space exploration, you know, we're going to different planets. Mm. We're picking up bacteria and trying to, well, we're trying to find bacteria yep. and we're bringing back rocks and samples. We know historically that the hum- human body, the immune system is a slow machine. Yep. And if a new bacteria is introduced mm. to it, that's it. That can be a whole group of people wiped out, and which has historically happened so much due to, like, you know, colonialism yeah, and yeah. pretty much yeah. any 
introduction of new species mm. or people or whatever it is, it just it fucks up the local populace yeah. and the local animal life, plant life, yeah. everything. So who's to say, mm. uh, once again, Musk doesn't fuck off to another planet and bring back some super space disease and then everyone is dead <laughs> and we wouldn't even know it necessarily until it's too late. Dear God. Yeah. Look, that's very grim. Grim. It's a short, <laughs> sweet one. But just think about it. Like, I love space travel, but hey, let's be careful out there, guys. <laughs> I really like that. But it's also, that's an interesting point because back to asteroids, like asteroids also bring alien space matter on them to Earth. That's how we got a lot of our minerals and stuff was from meteors and asteroids hitting us in like in in the first, in the beginning of the Earth forming. But that's true, yeah. Do you think that? Potentially, there could be some kind of bacteria where we just become aliens. What do you think? Well, well, this is the thing. If they, if if we do find a bacteria out in space, that is alien mm. life. Like that's it. That's the job accomplished because a bacteria is yeah. life. So in many ways, it's success. It's mm. hey, we found alien life, but surprise, it's this tiny little bacteria that the human immune system is absolutely not, yeah, like able to handle, and it kills us all. Which, which is a if we do find alien life, that is probably the most likely situation. It probably is bacteria, and it probably is going to kill us. That's really interesting because I feel like if if with all this talk of you know alien invasions and stuff if they wanted to kill us they probably could pretty easily just by introducing some kind of foreign like bacteria that's wow i mean it's, it's, yeah it happens all the time on our yeah. planet like amongst different mm. groups of people mm. on our planet like happens with animals mm. you introduce one animal to a you know life yeah. that is not it's not used to when it spreads disease it becomes a plague it infests these ecosystems are yeah. so delicate. They are. Who, of course, yeah. an alien ecosystem would be just as, if not more, yeah. delicate. And either we'd destroy it or it would destroy us or both. It just reminds you how vulnerable we are. Like, as a civilization, as human beings, we are very, very vulnerable. And I think it pays to think about it. It does. I feel like because we've we've spent, you know, thousands and thousands of years of like inventing shit yeah. and discovering travel yeah. and, you know, discovering hand wash. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten a little too big for our britches, humanity. Yeah. And we're kind of walking around like, hey, we're, we're invincible. invincible. But it's like, well, hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. Didn't the dinosaurs too think they were invincible? Yeah. yeah. You know? Hubris. It's going to get us all killed one day. And the dinosaurs were freaking terrifying and they were a lot bigger than us too. Like they were better than us. Let's face it. They they were way cooler than us and they got wiped out. I know. You know, that's going to be us next. We're at the mercy of the universe and ourselves really, like you were saying earlier with nuclear war. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, half these apocalypses have been the result of human mm. intervention in some way. Mm-hmm. And th- that's, I guess, the sum, just just a little taste of the many, many ways in which we could be dead. I don't know. I find, you know what? I actually find, I find this topping oddly in these trying times of COVID. It's kind of comforting to think about other ways in which we could all die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it allows you to see the big picture where it's just kind of like, ah, oh, well, you know, if it's not one thing, it's just going to be another I, I don't know. I feel like the 21st century is kind of like a giant game of Russian roulette. It's like, what's going to take us out? <laughs> like, is it? Yeah, g- I, there's a kind of like a, a comfort in in being able to say like, 
something's going to get us eventually. So let's just not worry about it too yeah. much and just keep dealing with the situations that we yeah. have. Exactly. Yeah. That, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, is that your... Scary, but in a kind of fun Is way. that your verdict? Yeah, I guess that is my mm-hmm. verdict. That is my yeah. verdict. It's it's... It's, I think it can be good for you to think about these things. Yeah. To just step back and look at your own mora- like mortality just a bit yeah. more. Yeah, I think it gives you a lot of perspective too. And I think that would be my verdict is it's, yeah, is think about your mortality <laughs> a bit more because it will give you perspective. And honestly, it, yeah, it weirdly has almost like a reverse psychology effect where it calms you a bit because you're just like, oh, well, this small thing that I'm stressing about is not is not that scary in the large scheme of things because really we're on a big rock flying through the universe, dodging asteroids. Exactly. <laughs> stars. It's like, am I really, like, when the volcanic ash is raining yeah. down on top of me, am I really going to be worried about the fact that I forgot to put my pillowcases in with my laundry? <laughs> I don't think so. You know what? <laughs> you know? I still will be worried about that. <laughs> yeah, you Even would, if you it's raining actually, ash. I believe that. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Okay. Thank One you. more verdict of the all the apocalypses we've dabbled in tonight. Which is yeah. which is your pick? If one, we're going to go one of these ways, what do you pick? Oh my god, that's a really good question. Um, what's the one that's the fastest? Probably, probably oh, an asteroid. Right? I can't really say black hole because if, no, it's got to be a black hole. If we get yeeted yeah. out of our solar system, that's gonna just fuck us up right quick. It's got to be a black hole. That you you would pick black hole. Um. You know what? I actually think I'd pick alien disease. I don't know why. I just, I just, there's something like poetic about yeah. humanity, mm-hmm. like getting to yeah. this point where we can explore alien planets and the first time we find alien life, it just wipes yeah. us out. I don't know. There's something kind of uh, yeah neat about that storyline, I guess. <laughs> I like that we both picked like the natural or kind of the ones that, we don't directly have a hand in, although I guess they're bringing alien diseases home. But if it was something that yeah. came in through an asteroid or a meteorite or whatever. So we both kind of inadvertently picked external to Earth, <laughs> like yeah. de- related yeah, deaths. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's certainly less depressing than like the computer takeover reality and yeah. same as the nuclear war one, like that just would yeah. be such a frustrating way for yeah. the world to die. And you know what? I just thought it's that's kind of cool. Like, if not cool, but if we got his, hit by a huge asteroid and the entirety of humankind got wiped out, then it starts again. And millions of years from now, they'll find our fossils and we'll be exactly. like the dinosaurs. We'll be the dinosaurs. Yes, I love that. Yes, I also like, I like the world ending that doesn't just kill everything. Like, mm. you know, the nuclear war does solar flares does yeah. it just wipes us all out i like the idea that just the humans will die and something else will take up place and at yeah. least you know we'll still have pigs and stuff running around. <laughs> the like pigs that. survive the apocalypse i like that the pigs survive that just makes me happy if there's bears still out there i'm happy yeah you know as long as yeah though and you know even with the super yeah. volcanoes there's there's bears out in north america i think they'd just be like oh uh, honestly, I think actually with stuff like that, a lot of animals would sense. I feel like they're very their intuition's very good, and they would sense if something like that was going to happen, and they they'd get out. True, they wouldn't be like, hmm, no, I don't, I don't think that all this smoke is something to be worried about at all. But yeah, <laughs> I would not want to have to live for decades without seeing the sun because of volcanic ash in the air. Like, no, thank you. No, that sounds miserable. Unless you're in, like, the surrounding country, which has been completely obliterated from hot lava, 
Yeah. Which also, yeah. I mean, that is a very fast way to go is just to get covered in hot lava. Oh, Not great. Oh, sounds painful. But, you know. I'd rather get sucked into a black hole than that. Because like I said, maybe we all turn into plants. True. I, get, I guess it comes down to do you want to be fossilized and found millions of years from now? Oh, that is nice. I do like the idea of that. Mm. I guess there's no way of knowing. I guess it's for no. future dinosaurs to figure out. I think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna leave it in the universe's hands. But um, hopefully we've yeah. either calmed you, scared you, or made you more curious. <laughs> hopefully we've hurt you, says Em. <laughs> Emily says, hopefully we've hurt you. <laughs> scared, scared. <laughs> hopefully we've we've moved you. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answers. You've at least been semi-entertained the last 45 minutes. That's all we can ask. That's it. Oh, gosh. I think we should wrap it up there. All right. This has been the Hoke Perk Pod. I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. We'll see you next time. you've reached the end of the episode thank you so much for listening um if you liked what you've heard download it like it leave a review subscribe uh do anything you can that shows how much you liked it and if you want to look us up you can find us on the hokepokepod.com.au you can also find us on instagram and facebook the hokepokepod um is our handle and we'd like to thank yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, we on the on the website we post episodes as well as photos, links to stuff we've talked about, um, and we also have uh, our email for you guys to send us feedback or episode suggestions. Yep, and that's the hokepokepod at gmail dot com. Um, and we'd yep. like to thank our ever patient editor Rob and Giamo for thank creating you, our incredible graphics. You can check that out. And I guess yeah, the best the best thing you could do is. Tell, tell this podcast to people. Um, get the word out there about this spooky little podcast and share it with people and we'll keep doing we'll what keep we do. We'll keep doing what we do. I guess, <laughs> you know, thank you for listening. Uh, it does. If us. you're listening at this point, even more impressive. <laughs> That's way more impressive. Or you've just like fallen asleep and it's still rolling. Either way, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, uh, bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs>